video. What? <laughs> when you think a beat's going to drop and then it never does, uh, they're really, <laughs> I was like, when's the beat going to drop? This is going to be sick, and then it didn't. What's up, guys? How we doing? Uh, good. I said, what up, guys? How we doing? Oh, come on. There's some energy. There's some energy in the room. I'm so excited. It is good to be back. I had, you know, two weeks off. Heather and James were preaching, but they brought fire messages. But um, we are finishing up Ruth this week. And, and I'll be honest with you, when I found out that we were doing a series on Ruth, I was a little concerned because I think I've read Ruth probably like four times in my whole life. That's a really good job for a teacher of the gospel. Did anyone like hear Ruth and they're like, is that a book in the Bible? Did anyone even like maybe even not know that that was a book? Yeah, some like humble hands like I didn't even know that was a book. But Ruth is an amazing book in the Bible, I, I only went through it, like, literally, I, I swear, probably four times in my life. And so I was like, I have to teach on that? That's absolutely insane. But as I kind of dug deeper and started studying Ruth, I realized that it is absolutely amazing. There's so much goodness in it. There's so many signs to Jesus. There's so many ways and lessons that we can learn from it uh, for our lives. So I'm so excited to give the word to you guys tonight. Are you ready to hear the word? I said, are you ready to hear the word? Yeah. All right, I want that energy all night. Let's pray together. Jesus, we love you so much. Come in fire tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. So we've had two weeks on Ruth, and, and if you haven't been here yet, I want to give a, a little bit even more, because I feel like every time we preach in Ruth, we need to get a little bit of the backstory. There's this woman, Naomi. Everyone heard of Naomi, right? You've been here for the past few weeks. Naomi, you hear about her every week. Uh, there's this woman, Naomi, and she has had the hardest time. Has anyone ever gone through a hard time in their lives in this room, right? She is going, which means that there's no food for anybody. She has lost her husband. Her husband dies and passes away. Her two sons die and pass away. And all she has left is her two daughter-in-laws that were married to her two sons. And she finds herself bitter and broken. But there's this girl, and her name is Ruth, one of her daughter-in-laws, one of the girls that was married to one of her sons. And Ruth has... It has this special character about her. She has something about this. She has this light about her. And what I mean by was so broken... The time that they were living in was, was so broken. It, it was, there was chaos everywhere. There was, it was actually the book of Ruth talks about that they were living in a time where, where everyone wasn't paying attention to what God wanted. They didn't care about the commandments of God. They didn't care about following God. They didn't care about any of that stuff. They were doing their own thing, right? They were not being kind to people. They were not being nice to each other. There was a lot of sexual immorality. There was even murder. People were killing each other. It was just a time of chaos. Has anyone ever been in a time of chaos where, some, where your life felt like everything was falling apart? Where your life felt like everything was breaking apart, where relationships were falling apart, where friendships were breaking apart. Has anyone in this room ever felt like they were in a time where it felt like the entire world was just falling apart around them and you couldn't do anything about it? And so Ruth and Naomi find themselves in this time, but, but the, the different thing about Ruth is, is she has this special darkness. 
She has this special ability to, to hang on to Naomi. And Naomi saying, basically, go away from me. I'm too bitter. I'm broken. I'm going to go back to my homeland. But Ruth is faithful to, to Naomi. And she's saying, I'm not going to leave you, Naomi. I'm going to stay with you. I'm going to be your best friend. I'm going to be with you till the end. And so we see Ruth being this girl that is a light in the midst of darkness. We see Ruth being a girl who is, who is faithful to people when no one, who is loving on another person when there seems to be no love in the atmosphere. We see Ruth being a person who is being kind to a person, right, when there seems like there's no kindness at all in the atmosphere. And so Ruth is this light. And, and what I want to say tonight, and the title of my message tonight is Breakthrough Obedience. Breakthrough obedience, because I believe that Ruth, in her obedience to stay faithful to Naomi, is she ends up seeing breakthrough in her life. And what do I mean by breakthrough? I mean God encounters them. God delivers them. God saves them. God breaks into their situation and changes everything. Does anyone need God to change some situations tonight? Does anyone need God to break into a hurtful situation? Does anyone need God to break into a painful situation at home tonight? Does anyone need God to break into a painful mind, to an anxiety-ridden situation tonight? Well, my main point is this. We need to walk in an obedience that brings breakthrough. Walk in an obedience that brings breakthrough. And this is what I mean by this, guys. Obedience in this book looks like this. It looks like Ruth being kind when nobody else is kind. And for us, it looks like being Jesus when nobody else is being Jesus around you. It looks like becoming love and loving other people around you was, was really being the kindest. She was loving. She was staying faithful to her friend. And what else does obedience look like? It looks like staying faithful to God even when times get tough. It looks like staying faithful to God even when times get tough. If we're going to walk in obedience that brings breakthrough, that means that we have to trust that God is going to break through. Because we, our obedience is saying, God, I trust you. I'm not going to run away from this painful situation. And that's exact. And James talked about it a little bit last week. But I believe that this is going to be the beginning of the breakthrough. And James and Heather had to talk about the really hard parts of the story. And I get to talk about the breakthrough tonight. So I'm super excited. James is kind of mad about that. He's like, you have such a good message. I'm so mad that I don't get to preach on breakthrough. But, but I, I feel like this is going to be amazing. And hopefully it brings healing and just wonderfulness tonight. Okay, are you with me? All right, so walk in obedience that brings breakthrough. We're going to look in Ruth 2, verses 10 through 6. Leaves with Naomi, and they go back to the homeland. And, and like I said, there's a famine in the land, guys. And if you don't know what a famine is, a famine is literally when nothing is growing. Right? There's no crops growing, so nobody has food at all. So they go home. They go to Bethlehem, which actually means the land of bread. They go back there, and, and they're just looking to have food on the table. Right? And maybe not something that a lot of us worry about, just to have food on the table. But they literally didn't have food. So we pick it up in Ruth's field so that she can get food. And it says this. Ruth fell at his feet, at Boaz's feet, and thanked him warmly saying, what have I done to deserve such kindness? She asked, I am only a foreigner. Next verse. And Boaz replied, yes, I know. 
but I also know about everything you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband. I have heard how you left your father and mother and your own land to live here. Further, You can go to the next verse, but when you're obedient to the Lord, people take notice. When you're obedient to God, when you follow the voice of God, when, when you're faithful in hard times, when you say, Jesus, I don't care how hard the time is, I'm still going to love you, I'm still going to love on people, guess what? People notice. And this is what's happening. Boaz remembers, and he's saying, I've heard of you. You're the girl that stayed faithful to Naomi. You're the girl that stayed in the hard time. And he says to her, he said, come to take refuge, reward you fully for what you have done. And she says back to him, I hope to continue to please you, sir. She replied, you have comforted me by speaking so kindly to me, even though I am not one of your workers. At mealtime, Boaz called to her, come over here and help yourself to some food. You can dip your bread in the sour wine. So she sat with the harvesters and Boaz gave her some roasted grain to eat. She ate all she wanted and still had some left over. When Ruth went to gather grain right among the sheaves without stopping her. And pull out some heads of barley from the bundles and drop them on purpose for her. Let her pick them up and don't give her a hard time. Okay, we just read a lot, so I'm going to explain what's happening, okay? I'm going to explain what's going on because you might have got lost right there. Okay, so basically Boaz is saying, I've seen your faithfulness. I've seen your obedience because what did I say? When you're obedient to God, people take notice. People start to see you and they start, that girl over there, she's, she's really loving. That guy over there being obedient to God. Right, And so what happens is Boaz gives her the gift of saying, of, uh, let's go back to the verse. Uh, okay, verse 14, I'm sorry. And this is the beginning of her breakthrough. He says to her, come over here and help yourself to some food. What did I say what was going on at this time, guys? A famine. A famine. How many of you guys love food in here? All right, food is like... Come on, right? You're getting a little angry. You're getting a little on edge. Imagine how hangry Ruth and Naomi were after a famine, guys. They haven't had food in the land at all. So they're probably starving. And guess what happens? This is my first point right here is that obedience brings satisfaction. Obedience brings satisfaction because what happens is Ruth is living in this time of famine, which means she's not getting food, but someone notices, Boaz notices her. He notices her faithfulness, and what does he do? He satisfies her need. He gives her all that she needs, and and the idea behind this, guys, is I wanted to ask tonight, I wonder if anybody here has been in a famine. And maybe I don't mean a famine where you're hungry and you don't have food, but maybe you've been in a spiritual famine recently. Maybe you've been in a famine where it's been a long time since you felt love. A spiritual famine where it's been a long time since you've had peace and just could like go to sleep and at ease. Maybe it's been a long time since you felt connection and you just feel this famine, you feel this craving in your heart for more connection, but that friend left you or that your group of friends split out on you or maybe there's been loss in your family and maybe there's a famine going on in your heart. And maybe it's not just regular food, maybe you're not hungry for food, but maybe you're hungry for peace. 
Maybe you're hungry, solid joy. Maybe you're tired of the sadness and you feel this famine in your heart. You feel this lack in your heart. You feel this craving in your heart for something more. Has anyone ever been there? Where they say, I need something more. This sadness is getting too much. This craving, this longing is getting too much. I need someone to satisfy that craving. I want to let you guys know tonight that when you follow Jesus, all of those things are satisfied. I want to tell you guys tonight that Jesus has every famine, every lack, everything in your heart that you need, every bit of love, every bit of peace, every bit of joy, that obedience to God. When you follow Jesus, when you listen to his voice, it brings satisfaction. And oftentimes, Oftentimes, guys, when we're in famine situations, when we feel like it's been a while since we've had those things, since we heard the voice of God, since we've experienced joy, instead of trusting God through the hard time and being obedient to him, we go to everything else to get that satisfaction. Right? Maybe, well, if God's not going to come through for me, then I'm going to go to that relationship. I'm going to go to that guy or I'm going to go to that girl to get that fill of intimacy that I need. Or if God's not going to come through and he's not bringing me joy, then I'm going to go to that vape pen or I'm going to go to that drug or I'm going to be influenced by my friends or I'm going to seek out this or I'm going to go after money or whatever it is. And sometimes when we feel like there's a lack, when we feel like there's a deep sadness, when there's a famine in the time of famine, we never experience the feast if we don't go through the time of famine. We never experience the satisfaction, and, and Ruth is a beautiful depiction of this, that she's staying faithful to Naomi. Boaz sees it, and what does he do? He gives her food as much as she can eat. And I want to tell you tonight, guys, that Jesus can give you as much as you can eat, that you will be filled up with him. It might be a process, though. Like, my, my dad's been telling me recently, guys, uh, and it's like totally geeky and nerdy, but he's, he's, he's been making his own bread. Um, so it's like super weird, but he's, he's like a totally geeked out about it. He's been making his own bread. He's like posting pictures on social media of like the bread that he made and stuff like that. And he's like sending me pictures like, I'm making my own bread. It's like, it's super weird. But, but I was like kind of interested. I was like, dad, like, why are you making your own bread? It's so weird. And so he kind of told me the process of making bread. And, and the way that you make it, you literally need four ingredients. It's just water, uh, water, flour, salt, and yeast. And what he does is he puts it in a little Tupperware container. And then literally he just lets nature do its work. And what happens is he leaves it overnight. And then when he comes back in the morning, it actually grows. It's like super weird how you make bread. It's like the weirdest thing. It grows up, and what he does is he scoops off the top layer, he puts it in there, and then he puts it in the oven, and he bakes bread. And the, the interesting thing about it, guys, is that it takes a process, but, but when you put it in there, more grows. And so literally, if you make bread yourself, when you go through the process, you can actually have bread for months just with a little bit. What I'm trying to say is this. You can go to the store... And you can buy a loaf of bread that will last you the night, or you can go through the process of making bread, and you can have bread for months. What, is, what am I trying to say here? I'm saying you can go to other sources for satisfaction to fill you up, and they might last for the night. Guess what, guys? For a little while. But guess what? Following Jesus brings satisfaction every day. And guess what? His presence doesn't leave. That's <laughs> good. It keeps growing back like that bread. It says this in John 6, 35. Jesus replied, 
Do I have it? There it is. Jesus replied, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry or be thirsty. What I'm trying to say to you guys tonight is if you're hungry for something more, Jesus is the answer. If you're hungry for more peace in your life, Jesus is the answer. If you're hungry for breakthrough in your life, for God to intervene in your tough situation, I'm saying don't go to those other sources. Don't go to another person. Stay faithful in the time of pain, and you will see breakthrough in satisfaction in your life. That you will be filled. That when you rely on Jesus and you eat of him, you will never hunger. You always have more and more and more. Isn't that good news? Go to Jesus. Don't settle for a counterfeit, guys. Don't settle for a counterfeit satisfaction. And so we move on. The story doesn't end here. Long story short, after Boaz shows kindness to Ruth, what happens is Ruth ends up actually marrying Boaz. All right? And Ruth ends up marrying Boaz. She liked it, and so she put a ring on it. Okay? She was like, that fine Israelite ritual where she, like, laid at his feet, and he was like, you want me to marry you? And then, I, I don't know. It's really weird. I'm not going to go into that tonight. Okay. <laughs> but she ends up marrying Boaz, and this is what happens. This is what happens um, in Ruth 4. This is what happens in verse 13. It says this. So Boaz took Ruth into his home, and she became his wife. When he slept with her, the Lord enabled her to become pregnant, and she gave birth to a son. Then the woman of the town said to Naomi, listen, it's going back to Naomi's story right now. She said to Naomi, praise the Lord who has now provided a redeemer for your family. May this child be famous in Israel. May he restore your youth and care for you in your old age, for he is the son of your daughter-in-law who loves you and has been better than, to you than seven sons. Naomi took the baby and cuddled him to her breast, and she cared for him as if he were, she, he were her own. Listen, we talked about it before. We've talked about it the last two weeks. Naomi lost both of her sons. Naomi lost her husband and both of her sons. And this is my point here, is that obedience brings healing. Obedience brings healing. You know what Ruth's obedience to stay faithful even when times got tough was? Guess what happened? She got her husband back because Ruth lost her. She actually got back what she lost. What the Lord wanted me to tell you tonight is anything that you felt like you lost, God is going to restore. Listen, guys, I'm not, I'm not naive that some of you guys have had great losses in your life. I'm not naive to think that some of you haven't lost family members. That some of you haven't lost parents, dads. That some of you haven't lost moms. That some of family members. I'm not, I'm not naive to the fact that some of you have lost really good friends. That some of you have lost connection. That some of you have lost your joy. And, I'll, I, and the Lord, he's highlighted this for me. That when you're obedient to the Lord, even when times get tough, he will bring healing to you. That when you say, no matter what's going on, and this is what's happened. Ruth is like, I've lost my husband. But guess what happens? God restores what she lost. And what I want to tell you tonight is anything that you feel like you've lost. Maybe it is a family member. Maybe it is a best friend. 
Maybe you feel like you've lost just connection with God. Anything that you feel like you lost, I promise if you are obedient to stay faithful to him in this hard time, he will restore to you everything that you've lost. He will restore to you everything that you've lost. You know why? Because he's a really good daddy. He cares about his kids. Who's not okay with his kids just experiencing loss. He actually wants to restore everything that you've ever lost in your life. It says in the, book of, uh, in the book of Joel that I will restore to you the years that the locusts have eaten. It sounds kind of weird, but it's basically just God saying everything that has been taken from you, that you felt like you lost, that you felt like you could never get back, that you couldn't control, every situation that hurt you, everything that stole your joy, everything that stole your peace, I will receive it. If you stay faithful and obedient to following me, I promise it might not look like you think it looks like. It might not come at a time when you think it'll come. But God will restore to you what has been lost in your life. God will restore it. I almost don't want to go on. <laughs> I almost don't want to go on. I just want to sit for a second on there and I... He's such a good father to restore to you everything that you've lost, guys. He's such a good father to, to give you back everything that you feel like was taken from you. Those moments in your life where you felt like, where are you, God? How could you ever do this to me? If you're really real, how could this ever happen to me? Why is this happening to me? Why am I losing this friend? Or why is this relationship breaking apart? Or why are my parents splitting up? Or why is this happening every moment that you felt like God wasn't there? I promise you, he is working together a plan bigger than you could ever imagine to restore everything that you've lost. Everything that you've lost, every time that you've cried out and said, where were you, God? He's right in your midst, working together a plan to restore to you the things that you've lost. And so we come to this, and this is going to be a really interesting verse, but my next point is this, is that obedience brings salvation. Salvation. And it starts in Ruth 4, at the end of verse 17, it says this. So this is the son of Ruth and Boaz. And have you guys ever read the Bible? I'm sure you've read the Bible because I definitely have read the Bible and just been like, what the heck is going on? You know what I mean? Like, what am I reading? Why is this important? And so the book of Ruth ends with this weird genealogy. And if you don't know what genealogy is, it's basically just it goes on a list of all the sons that come after. And they named him Obed. This is Ruth and Boaz's son that they have together. He became the father of Jesse and the grandfather of David. This is the genealogical record of the ancestor Perez. Perez was the father of Hezron. I don't know where these, they got these names. Hezron was the father of Ram. Like, seriously, what the heck? Okay. Ram was the father of Aminadab. Someone say Aminadab. And then Aminadab. Aminadab. Okay. <laughs> I had to do that. I had to do that. Aminadab was the father of Nashon. Is that Solomon? Salmon? <laughs> Solomon was the father of Boaz. Bo Boaz was the father of Obed. What? Why is it starting over? Okay, here it is. Obed was the father of Jesse, and Jesse was the father of David. No, it didn't start over. It was, it was right. It was right. So this is the weird thing that happens here, guys. 
it goes through this weird list at the end of Ruth. And when I was first reading it, I was like, okay, it's just a genealogy. I'm going to skip right over it. But everything in the Bible, if you look just a little bit dip, dip, deeper, it has meaning. If you can go to, what is it? Verse 22. It says, Obed was the father of Jesse, and Jesse was the father of David. What is this saying? It's saying that through Ruth and Boaz's son came King David. And, and who came through King David? I just want to point that out real quick. The person who came. So, so what is this showing us? It's showing that the little obedience of little old Ruth to stay faithful to God, even when times got tough, Guess what comes through her? Jesus. So what does that mean for your life? It means that the hard times that you're going through right now, you have no idea what God is working together to bring salvation. Guess what? The pain that Ruth and Naomi went through led to the promise of Jesus coming. The loss that they experienced led to the love of Jesus coming to us. The hurt that they experience end up leading to the healing for many people, for the healing for all of us. The mess, just the messiness of all they went through led to the message that Jesus brought to hurting people on the earth. What am I trying to say? Your hard time that you're going through can bring salvation to many people. God can use whatever you are going through in this very time, no matter how hard it is, those things in your life that you feel like you'll never get through, those times in your life right now where you feel like God's not even a part of, right now he is using to create salvation for many people. Right now he is using everything hard that you're going through for the good of you and people around you. I want to tell you tonight as I call the worship band forward, I want to tell you tonight, go through hard times to stay faithful to Jesus. I want to encourage you tonight that when you're going through just the ringer, when it seems like everything's pouring down on you, when you feel like the weight of everything is hitting you, when you feel like you just can't do it anymore, I want to let you know tonight, guys, that God is working together a plan way bigger than you could ever expect. God is working together, and he did it through this story of Ruth. He did it through the story of her just being faithful and her saying, I'm not going to leave you, Naomi. Even though times are tough, I'm going to stay faithful to you. I'm going to continue being kind. I'm going to continue loving. And guess what? She found favor, and she got satisfaction. Her desires were filled. She experienced healing as well as Naomi got re restoration, and she got her little kid back even though her sons had died died, she got her kid back, and just because of Ruth's obedience to God, little old Ruth, just this girl that only has four chapters in the Bible, that's it, but why are they so important? You might think that you're not that significant, but guess what? Your story matters. You might think that your life isn't that grandiose or isn't that big or isn't anything to talk about. You're not that cool or you don't really have that crazy story and you're just going through a hard time. But I want to let you know that the hard time that you're going through right now in life. 
He's working together and he's, he's moving every aspect and he's changing every little thing and he's moving around different parts to bring about healing in your life, to satisfy you, to bring about salvation in your life. Because guess what? When you make it through something, what happens is your story becomes a testimony and then you get to share it with other people. And other people get healed because of what you went through. You went through, so don't, it's tough right now. I want to encourage you that God has a plan for your life, that God is moving in ways that you couldn't even imagine to bring about healing in your life, in your family's life, in your, in your relationship with your friends. He's moving about healing, and the hard time you're going through right now, he is using to restore to you all things that you've lost. Are you with me? is not in vain, guys. It's not for not a purpose at all. Do you think that Ruth could have ever thought, do you think Naomi could have ever thought that the hard time that they were going through would have led to Jesus coming to the earth? Do you think that they would have ever thought, you know, sometimes it's easy to get stuck in your situation, isn't it? Sometimes it's easy to just think, this is it. This is my life. This is the way it's me. I'm never going to be enough. I'm never going to be cool enough. I'm never going to be worthy enough. I'm not really worthy of love. I don't think I'll ever do that relationship thing because who could ever love me? Sometimes it's easy to just stay stuck in your situation when you can't see past it, isn't it? But what this story shows us is that God's got a plan way past your situation that your situation could actually lead to salvation. That your situation could actually, that your hard time could actually be used by God for the good of everybody. So I wanna pray for you tonight. If everyone could bow their heads.